Welcome to Paulas, a podcast about real life experiences from the mouths of legit working class people. Hiya! Hey up! I'm Selena. And I'm um, just a couple of Paulasses doing a podcast. Hey, Happy New Year! Happy New Year! It's the third day of 2019. <laughs> I honestly don't know what day of the week it is or anything. Um, so what happens when you were working retail over Christmas? Or just oh, Christmas in general, I think. <laughs> that weird kind of like Christmas in between Christmas and New Year and then afterwards it's like, what? what is it? What, ta- what day is it? You know what day it is usually by what's on telly. So I knew... <laughs> with, with By the soaps. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, ooh, three days till Luther's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think at this time of year they don't have like normal d- telly on. Because it's holiday telly, in it? So they have, like, films at weird times and, like, specials and one-offs and things. Mate, did you watch Lufa, though? No, I've never watched Lufa. Someone at work yesterday was like... Yeah, you've never watched Lufa? My mum was saying last night, she's like, oh, I'd want to watch it, but I don't know if I can start now. Yeah, someone at work was like, oh, my God, have you watched Lufa? I was like, no, sorry. There's a bit this season, right? Not a spoiler, but if you've seen it, you know, um, where there's a very scary scene on the the top of a double-decker bus... Right. Oh yeah, somebody You're not getting posted about bus, being on a no. bus being like, oh, I can't <laughs> get on a bus now, I've seen Luther. No. But I always sit on the top deck, so maybe I won't not watch it. There. No, I'm going to watch it then. Now, mate. No, not going to do it. Shivers. <laughs> so, Christmas, New Year. Selena, what have you been doing? Um, I was working, selling moderately priced soap. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> then, and then I had three days off. And then I was working, selling... Half price, moderately priced soap. <laughs> and then I had three days off and then I was working again, selling hardly any moderately priced soap because nobody wants to go in the shops now. Really? That's the nature of business at Christmas. Yeah. So, New Year's resolutions? Um, um, I'm not a resolution person. I'm not a resolution person. I don't need New Year to define me. I don't ever make them. Probably something like... I always make a list of things I want to do in terms of like creative stuff because they always get a new notebook um but that's all i do i don't know no no have you got any i'm really good at um starting new notepads and doing like the first week of jan and then having like five years worth (laughs) 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 that's like me and then i'm like oh Uh, i've started this oh yeah nothing else in it i've got better over the last few years but yeah i was pretty good at that like every single day writing like and he had this for me dinner. <laughs> really going for it, and then like, uh, no fail. Your last year, I started a doodle a day on the fifth oh, of January. Yeah, but I didn't. I stopped on the thirty first, because um, I think my friend once said somebody said to her, "If you draw every day, you get better at it." That's a lie. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Yeah, I'm getting better." Then by the end, I'm like, "I'm really crap." Sometimes it's like a really quick doodle every day at at the end of the day about something in my day. I'm gonna make it into a zine, obviously. But, yeah, so I did that for a whole year and I'm really pleased with myself. Excellent. And so, I've seen you, uh, you've got a big list, haven't you, of what you want to do with zines this year? Yeah, I do that every year. And then last year I didn't take any off, so... <laughs> didn't make any zines. Um, so, yeah. But I think some are nearly done, so that'll be good to do that. The year just flew by. There was no time to do anything. <laughs> Blink, I'm like, oh. Oh, dear. Well, for me, I think the biggest... Biggest thing about 2019, no, 2018, 
I was like, well, is, this year I lost it. Right? I think it was a great year. <laughs> um, 2018 was, I passed my driving test, obviously, but even bigger than that is that I got a dryer in my house. <laughs> and specifically in my house, not in the garage. In the house. Not in like the spare bedroom with a thing hanging out the window, <laughs> making it really cold, even though it's really hot with the boil, the dry thing. No, in my house, in my kitchen. Who knew? Oh, Nobody told me about the thing where you don't need a tube to go out a window anymore. That's why I went that anymore. Do you have to get put your PJs in it before you get in them? Now, mate, I'm doing out in there now. <laughs> Do like hundred washes and dryers a day. <laughs> put my bloody dressing gown in it in the morning. Oh my god, yes, that is the dream. Yeah, nobody told me about the bloody tray at the bottom of a thing, so you can have one in your house. It's bloody great. Bloody great. Oh, I'll tell you what I did in 2018. I did a, um, a home renovation. By home renovation, I mean I redid my room. But on a big scale. It did look meant to be fair. Like, I'd lived in this room for, like, probably, like, 20 years. Stripped what stripped paper off to the point where I think there was one from, like, the 70s. Um, obviously, bits of wall came off with that as well. <laughs> Started skimming. <laughs> Thinking I was like some kind of handy Andy, laid my laminate floor. Never did it all during the heat wave that I didn't know was going to happen, which I won't ever do again. Perfect timing. Yeah, I was like, oh yeah, I've got a week off. Four months later, <laughs> lost a lot of weight and sweat. Your <laughs> <laughs> room looks sick. Yeah, but I was just like, I'm over it, so over it. Uh uh-uh. yeah. But it looks too good. Plus, like in your like. We've done a wardrobe bit before, but you've like made it. My into closet. Like... Yeah. It's you... still got my wardrobe. It used to be my studio. Yeah. Come closet. This is a space that's like one foot. No, even like two feet by like five feet. It sounded like Kyla Jenner's house, yeah. didn't it? Yeah. And I've got a studio. Because people are always like, oh, her studio's so small. I'm like, mine's literally <laughs> like the size of an IKEA desk. A small <laughs> IKEA desk. <laughs> oh dear. Maybe I do need to get declutter. Yeah. I do. I decluttered a little bit. Get that Marie Kondo on. Yeah. Minimalism. Less is more. It's just less. Do you think, like, she'd, she'd like, walk into your room and be like, <laughs> what word would Marie Kondo say when she went into your room? You I think? think she'd walk into my room and be, like, shaking her head, like, you wait a minute. You come here. Look, these things are colour-coded. My clothes are in <laughs> sleep and colour-coded order. I'd be like, you're laughing at you. like, Marie, oh, she's like, oh, it's too much stuff. I'm like, yeah, but look at this level of organisation. Maybe you could just... Totally just switch your whole... Th- it should be like another book. Yeah. I divided my socks the other day into pattern socks, plain socks, and socks I just wear at home. So oh, she, no. she she can come at me, but I'm like, I've been rolling come my t-shirts. Here. I've been rolling my t-shirts for years. I've got my white band t-shirts, my black band t-shirts. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like she, she could try, but I'd have an answer for everything. And yeah, it all sparks joy. I would like, <laughs> I would like to see like... Um, do you know like... What's that series? Where like you have Letterman, where like my next guest on Netflix, where it'd be like you. <laughs> come on then, Marie, come up with them. <laughs> what you got to say? <laughs> what you, wait, wait, come on, what are you saying? She'd be like, None you just need thing. to get rid of it though, and I'd be like, no. Do I fuck though, Marie? <laughs> I'm very good at organising things, not events. If you need me to come and organise a shelf for you, I'm there. <laughs> Craft That's rooms, good. I'm there. So. We have got a theme. Yeah, it's not just <laughs> <laughs> talking about our lives over the past year. For the, for the fifth episode, <clears throat> which 
we set this up. This was like a, a bit of a resolution, wasn't it, to do podcasts last year. Oh, we set yeah. them up in like December, Jan, didn't we? I think we did the first one. We did one. It was, uh, it was I always say it's start the but it was like the 30th of summer. And we had grand ambitions. We were like, maybe we can do one every month. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even change my bed sheets every no. month. <laughs> so, you know, the Pennines that separate us. But now we've got the mad tech. It took me one day of just losing my damn mind, <laughs> screaming, shouting at Laurie. Oh my God, I need to figure out this Skype recording. <laughs> um, but yeah. now we can. Yeah. So we can do more often. But so we keep asking the people, people, what do you want us to talk about? Bit thin on the ground, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you want us to talk about and we'll talk about it for you. But this one, um, what are we going to do with this? I keep wanting to say issue, do you? This, this issue. Episode. <laughs> oh, episode, that's what they call yeah. it. I was like, what do they call I it? I keep then? saying issue all the time. This episode is going to be about fashion. So this did come from um, Laurie, who replied to one of our Instagram stories. So, guys, tell us what you want, because we will actually do it. So what we wanted to talk about with fashion is there's so many different things um, to do with class. So even from, like, not necessarily just fashion, but... Um, how people judge from what they wear to um, what things used to be like in the past to what they are now and like different trends so yeah we're just going to start chatting through um, some stuff to do with that so I just want to keep I keep wanting to go fashion please do <laughs> every time like fashion I'm going to stamp it now though I'll get it out of my system <laughs> you, should, uh, you should keep doing it so when we were thinking about this theme we kind of came across this I'm going to basically just sound really stupid now because I'm paraphrasing Wikipedia um, just like I did on my degree <laughs> before it got banned <laughs> um, is that we were reading that back in the day in some time frame that I cannot remember was that when you used to go and get your family's clothes depending on your class you would be given trousers of a certain length or like tops that were a certain style because of your class. So your clothes, whether you liked it or not, would reveal what your class was straight away. So not just your face and your, your maybe your voice or whatever, but also your clothes too. Like there was no, no two ways about it. You had this length trouser, you were poor. So what it got us to thinking about is what that means now and, and over the years and stuff. So you had the story right about Selfridges. Yeah, I think I confused it though. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I did watch the dramatisation of the life of Harry Gordon Selfridge, which is <laughs> Mr. Selfridge, for several, several um, ser- seasons. What do we call it? Series. Series. Series is. Um, and I thought it was like, let's make shopping accessible. But I think to like poor people, but I think it was just generally make shopping, make consumerism a bigger thing and make it, <laughs> and make it more fun. But then there was like a storyline in there where there was like this girl who... I feel like her dad was a drunk. I can't remember. But anyway, her and her brother were like poor, but then they both ended up working at Selfridges from the bottom up. And she was like moved from one department to the next department. Um, but it was that whole thing that like fashion was, well, like high fashion, or just fashion in general, was a privilege for the richer people. And shopping was a leisure activity for rich women. But then by the making... Leisure activity, yeah. buying something. <laughs> but then by things, doing things like moving the perfume counter to the front of the store, which is the high-end thing, just making it more acceptable. I don't know. But basically, I feel like department stores 
that was the start of like when was the start of then fashion being a thing for everyone and not just a statement for like i have money i don't know but then because it still is that now obviously depending on how much you pay for you yeah and department stores even now some of them have dress codes like Selfridges doesn't anymore. Yeah, but, but I'm sure it probably did. Yeah, because Harrods does. Now. I can imagine someone would walk in, they'd be like, "Ooh, yeah, you get out. Look at you with your half mass trousers on. You're clearly a pauper. Excuse me, you're an inch off being able to get in this building. Yeah, like now. when you go to like Alton Towers and you're like this high to ride this. Your trousers are too short. You can't come in you here. You are stood on your tiptoes, you man. <laughs> well, I remember like so when we were kids, and I say kids, I was like the first time I went to London, I was like thirteen or something. Um, but we went once and uh, they didn't let my dad in because he was wearing a vest <laughs> <laughs> that was a legit legit story like yeah so you know all, all of his other um, vibes let's say they were like no sir you're wearing a vest <laughs> you, you can't come in here <laughs> you're kind in a vest you can't come in here mate but then a department department stores are a dying breed so should let more people invest in it. <laughs> maybe, maybe the vested of the population have got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, how do they know? Maybe they, you know, spend more on uh, <laughs> higher-end clothes because they get more in the long term, right? <laughs> Maybe. That's it, get what you pay for and all that. Well, that I think that relates to what you were saying about um, a certain brand, Burberry. Ah, yes, Burberry, yes. So we were reading about um, when such clientele as Daniela Westbrook and um, other such people around at the time. I can't think of I feel like she was one of the... Because that was, like, back in the day. I don't know what... When was that? It's got to be, like, late 90s. Late 90s, early 90s. Because when she yeah. had the first kid, wasn't it? Yeah. And she had... Kai, I think it's called. Top top trumps there for <laughs> Daniela Westbrook. Wants to know. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people were wearing Burberry. Um, and in this article that we read... Um, they were unsavoury people <laughs> that wore Burberry. And apparently, because of the unsavoury people wearing loads of Burberry, the people that were more savoury, according to themselves, <laughs> didn't want to buy Burberry anymore because it made them look unsavoury. To use the same word 400 times in a minute. So, also, fun fact, there was a Burberry factory in Rotherham. And it's not in a good area. It's like five minutes from here in the car. Yeah. And uh, it's now like a knockoff uh, sofa place. <laughs> so like you wouldn't buy a sofa from there because it would have some kind of uh, like bed bugs for sure. <laughs> like... There was a big fire there and stuff. But it's like a very small, knackered looking factory that just used to... I remember we used to go past when we went to the shopping centre and um, it just said Burberry on the outside. And I'm thinking, Burberry's like posh though. Why is it coming but from like, this little what? Yeah. knackered factory? But that's the reality of it, right? Yeah. The people that actually make the stuff... Like, you know, what What do them people that think, oh, no, Danielle Westbrook's got a fucking Burberry pram. Like, who, who, but who do you it? think's making it, mate? You know, it, ridiculous. But anyway. That, I guess Burberry then became... What's that word? Is it like... Syn- I can't think of Synonymous? Word. Yeah. With, like, them saying it. I'm saying the word chav. Ugh. I hate that word. I anyway, can't believe so. we've used that word on this podcast. <laughs> but, you know, like... I was really trying... <laughs> Chav parties and things, Ugh. they'll put like a Burberry print cap on, won't they? Yeah. So like, now, it used to be a sign of, look at me, I'm rich, I wear Burberry, to then, look at me, I'm taking the mick out of 
a poorer person. Yeah, and now it's like full circle. So you'll still get people buying like the Burberry classics, but then you also have like Cara Delevingne who might be wearing, I don't know, like Alexander McQueen, but then a pair of Burberry socks. And it works because now everything's like nouveau riche slash postmodernist. It's like but yeah. <laughs> mismatch. I didn't even know there probably is some crazy term for it. It's like postmodern, post poor, post poor, post like post aspirational. <laughs> I don't even know. We can have it all. A good little mix of it all. Well, so speaking of the poor parties. The Puma story. Oh, the Puma story. Let me, let me get... So I think... I don't know if this happened last year or if I just read an article about it I think last it was spring. last year. Um, what did they call it? Um, so House of Hustle. This isn't basically us just trying to, like, you know, slag off brands. You know, I wear brands. Do I wear brands? Probably don't. <laughs> I fucking do. All the time. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I probably do. We're not being like... This, is, this isn't about, like, capitalism is bad, consumer is bad... I'm aware of that, but I just like stuff. But this is more like how just fashion and being working class. I just because it just sounds like we're just slagging off brands. We love brands. Hey, brands! Especially if they give us free stuff. Love <laughs> yeah. it even more. Um, so they had um, Puma through a party inspired by council estate drug dealing. Um, what was it called? You've written here House, House of Hustle. Hustle. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it was a in partnership with. JD Sports and some marketing agency. Urban nerds, I mean. Also, quick segue on that. I used to work for Size, right? So Size is owned by JD Sports. JD are the actual worst company. Like, and... I thought Sports... Di- oh, no, they're all, are they all owned by the same? Probably, Sports but JD Direct. is like an absolute empire, so it owns yeah. Bank and like a couple of other places. And we literally had to, because of the amount of people that worked in JD Sports and frequented JD Sports and shoplifted... When you work for any of their companies, you have to walk in, right, in front of the camera as a staff member, lift up your top to just underneath your chest, basically, spin round to show that you've got nothing hidden under your top or, like, shoved into your trousers. Then you had to lift your trousers up to above your socks, pull your socks down, pick up your shoes and empty them out. Don't forget this at the bloody airport. Right, this is legit. Ask anybody who's worked for any of the JD empire yeah then you have to take every single thing out your bag and hold your bag upside down right this happens when you go in Um, and out so even if you want to go on your dinner break mate i'd never went on dinner breaks when i worked at size because i would just stay in that break room and i'd be like fuck that someone bring me a can of popping i'm not going just by being searched yeah and because i I was the only girl there lol smiley face (laughs) size um everybody had to have uh, a witness as well to stand with them on the camera to say that they'd like verified yeah. but because I was the only girl I had to just stand there in front of the camera so who the fuck was watching me do that <laughs> um, so yeah you know people like JD who treat people like that and yeah. have so much loss to do with um, shoplifting and all this kind of business also paying fucking shit wages and then on top of that want to throw stupid parties like this in conjunction with Puma <laughs> it's like ridiculous so yeah the invites were sent in puma shoe boxes full of fake 50 pound notes and sketchy looking business cards which instructed them to turn on the trap line so in other words turn on the burner phone they'd been sent um and then a preloaded message reading yo g what you're saying today passed through the house of hustle which as i said earlier it just sounds like a text my brother would send to his friends (laughs) 
Um, and my brother's, my brother's very into fashion, you know. He's the sort of person that would have got invited to this kind of party. Yeah, to be fair. He's, like a, he's, a, he's, a, true, he's a footwear influencer. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it was... Oh, the trap house itself was covered in graffiti with blacked out windows and dirty mattresses strewn on the floor. Um, oh, some... Oh my God, I didn't even read this bit. Relax, <laughs> including Losky performed. So I don't know, is that some kind of music? I'm not down with the kids. Tattooists and barbers offered guests fresh ink trims and grills. Fucking grills as I well. Feel, I, I can probably guarantee that 90, 98% of the attendees were white. And not, that is not an uh, actual fact, but... I think it's a safe bet, mate. <laughs> let's be honest. Um, so yeah, so basically it's a party that's meant to mimic some kind of council house drugs den is that is that what's going on there fuck's sake for a shoe <laughs> launch <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's fashion therefore yeah that's the sort of thing that may have happened in the 90s but that was last year was sadly not the 90s it's just a bit like also this obsession with like legitimacy Gritty. right yeah so like it's almost like you've got to be legit and in order to be legit you're basically poor like yeah. and, and this whole struggle thing where, had a struggle yeah like you don't want to be like do you like all these kids who are like <laughs> like the sneakerheads who again because i worked at size like you'd have people coming in and talking in the most ridiculous way yeah but they were about 19 and their mum would come in with them but they wouldn't they wouldn't want to be like right keen on the fact they're mum with them but they'd get oh can I have all these shoes I've got like five shoes in their hands all of these in a size nine please and the mum would pay for it like and those guys then give it the oh I've got a hustle on because I've got a crep seat and I make three times the markup on these shoes that I've got or I yeah. queue outside and get a pair of Jordans right and sell them out back again it's like you have legit people who do that your brother's one Tonight, of them my brother <laughs> yeah like there's legit people and that is like a thing and you would go to those people and be like this guy's legit he knows what he's doing do you know what I mean and then yeah. you've got them other people who are like mum <laughs> can I have it? to me that's like those type of people are, that's what that that is marketed towards in it that would be doing a selfie yeah. well, on the, a ma- like a monkey mattress. There was even someone when my brother was like, because he's kind of gone away from painting trainers. But there was a guy who I think is the one that's probably who's probably got his mum to go and buy all the shoes at one point. Who was like, he was copying his style like completely. Even though he took pictures yeah. on Instagram, and it was just like what? So he had to like steal his legitimacy. Yeah. From from my brother. <laughs> yeah, and it's like when people say they've got tips. Like, they have the tips off people of, like, um, you know, if you go to this particular size, you'll get this, yeah. And they're just, like, mates with different people and then they just take it all from them and it's like... Anyway, it's all bullshit. But to bring it back to the... uh, Another little relevant thing is, what I was saying earlier, I had this moment once, right? I am a brand person. I used to have a streetwear shop. I worked at size, you know. But, again, I would like to say that I don't feel like an, I don't know why I'm like trying to defend myself on it. Like that that's just the shit I love. Like I am nouveau riche to the max. I wanted <laughs> I wanted every brand, I wanted everything out of the catalogue. Like at no point did I want people to be like thinking I was poor or whatever. Even when I was like, Yeah, but I'm firstly working class mate. That's I like, still want all the best. That's even me growing up, my mum used to be like, if I had school shoes, she'd be like, 
no, you're not getting, like, I weren't allowed to wear plastic shoes. Yeah. Because she was like, one, they don't last, and two, you look like you're poor. So I'd always have to, so we might like, I need a good pair of leather yeah, shoes. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't want people to think I've got no money. I want to look good. Yeah, exactly. So, so when people used to, <laughs> around our estate, right, everybody used to get rock ports for like 33p a week. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to say, Berghouses, rock ports, railways. <laughs> But then they'd be like, you know, every week so and so would have been held up by like the neighbourhood lads in their gang. We had Scorthorpe lot and Scoresby lot. And Scorthorpe lot all the time were having people held up and then taking the shoes off and back, you know, with a knife. <laughs> Rockports were like serious, serious currency back yeah. then. But then that's because basically you're getting like multiple hundred pound shoes for. It, it literally comes the next day for free! <laughs> basically free, innit? Yeah. That's just the way, like, got me that's it is. Get everything out of the catalogue, it's free, it comes next day. There it is, you're paying for it for 100 years, but who cares? But I've got it, so... <laughs> Maybe chuck it on a CCJ and it day. <laughs> what it is, but, yeah, so I'd, I had this moment, because I, I wear a lot of brands, and that, that's just my choice, I guess. Um, and I was wearing a Carhartt jacket and a pair of Timberland boots, and I was at Donny Station, and uh, my granddad used to work on the railways, and I had this moment and I just thought, I bet if your granddad were here today, Emily G, he would think you were an absolute idiot. Like, I was literally wearing, you know, like, 100 and what's, 165 quid Tim's, probably. Definitely 160-odd quid Carhartt, like, um, canvas jacket with, like, cord collar. And I'm stood at Donny Station, not about to do an ounce of work. <laughs> in, in a full... Looking crisp. Yeah, in a full workwear outfit that's not seen an inch of fucking work. And because you don't like do any work in it, because you'll scratch the buggers up. Do you know what I mean? But anyway, I, yeah, I had a bit of a moment, and I was like, "You're a fucking idiot." But then I still wear them, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then you were saying like, even like Dickies was workwear. Like yeah. everyone's done it. Like, but that's the thing where workwear feeds into high fashion, which is a class issue. Whether that's people just even like jeans. Jeans yeah. were made for workwear, essentially. Were they not? Yeah, they were. Um, so they were made for like cowboys, <laughs> but not like, but like, well, like ranch workers because yeah, they were sturdy, yeah. and that's the whole point. Um, but yeah, the, but then it, there's, I'm not excusing it, but there is that. It is so fed into just fashion. I didn't realize. But then there comes that ridiculous story you were just telling me about the all uh... oh, the hive is. Yeah. So, probably everybody that's listened to this will have seen the uh, amazing stories about high-vis and um, pretty little things selling high-vis jackets for 45 quid and the um, title of the product was what was it now yellow uh, vest yellow vest <laughs> for 45 quid then Screwfix did a, a little silly video to counterbalance it because they are literally less than a tenner to buy <laughs> like even with markup from places like that like but that's like actual like actual workwear. Yeah. Like it's like that for a reason. It's high vis for a reason. But <laughs> that came from in mind. the runway. <laughs> as in actual high fashion. So that was probably I don't know who did it, but they were probably like thousands upon thousands of pounds for someone who's probably never done well, they might have done, I'm assuming, but someone who isn't currently doing some man because if you were doing manual labour and had to wear high vis for work I can guarantee you probably don't want to wear one for high fashion. Well, yes. Yeah. I don't have my, my dirty one with all my, like, 
plaster on it and then this is my posh one that I wear out this is the one that I wear out and definitely get let into all the best clubs <laughs> if you were to hide was on you ain't getting into Yates's you ain't getting into no you're not, you're not. <laughs> so, oh god but I bet you can get into a members only club in Mayfair <laughs> but yeah so that but that's like beyond ridiculous I think that's kind of like because it is only a certain type of job that requires that often manual labor that is really hard work and like you saying does that mean where it's like you got this on you're going to work at 25 at night <laughs> so it's often unsociable hours you know people yeah. that wear high vis they work really early or really late they're not just flouncing around down fuck knows where in the... wearing some silver cycling shorts and <laughs> on instagram in the high vis they're not uh, i feel like imagine it was like festival culture you know, people yeah. like, I'm off my tits in my high vis. <laughs> my wellies, my hunters. But, so, yeah, I don't know. It's like this whole, yeah, so, again, this masquerading as, like, working class people, but only yeah. wearing suits. You know, so nobody wants to be poor when it comes to, I don't know, maybe they want to get into a certain university. They're not wearing a fucking high vis. <laughs> Once know. they get there, they probably will. <laughs> <laughs> and secure and they've paid. You know, they're not, they're not trying to do... They're not trying to always look poor. They just want this little bit of legitimacy um, or to fit in a certain way or they might want to change the way they talk and whatever to try and pass. It's like trying to pass as being working class, but again, only when it suits. You know, so like a wise scholar once said last night, who do you trust more, a man in jeans or a man in a suit? (laughs) (laughs) I know who I trust more. Yes. But even like current fashion, because... I don't know if that's... I'm more upset because also the 90s is really high... Like, the 90s is vintage now. And I work with a lot of young people. So I get to see these clothes that I thought were gross back then. This sounds like I'm just insulting people I work with. I'm not. But you know when you're just like... No one thought that was nice then. But it's like high fashion now. And I'm like, what is this world? But then people probably thought about that when I was a teenager. And it was like the 80s. But jumpers though. But it's like... cycling shorts Yeah, yeah, No, but things that are like... Even like sports brands, like I distinctly remember my dad got me a pair of feeler trainers from the catalogue shop, which was is, was behind uh, the staff shop, we called it, because I think my auntie worked for Great Universal Catalogue. Oh, Great Universal. I got a Care Bear watch from there once. It was called the staff <laughs> shop and it's behind Piccadilly train station. And you got me some feeler trainers and people laughed at me because feeler wasn't in then. But I, I remember like my auntie saying like, oh, they were in America, which I think they were quite big in America. But then, but now, feelers everywhere. And what's that other one? Champion. Champion, yeah. That was like what people would say scroted wear. That wasn't a, sport, a good sports mate. Now that's like 50 quid for a champion hoodie. Well, again, that's another one that, that's the Kylie Jenner effect. There's another one there. So, like we were talking about earlier about things being ratchet and like, so you've got two people. You've got Rihanna and then you've got Kylie Jenner. So Kylie Jenner can wear something, right? And then Rihanna can wear the exact same thing, but Rihanna's ratchet. And Kylie Jenner's a, quote, self-made billionaire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's that weird thing that it's like, exact same, even if they don't cost the same, things that look exactly the same. So whether this is a high-vis from the runway or a high-vis from uh, (laughs) workswear.com. Do you know what I mean? It's like, if it's on a certain person, it's like, that's daring, that's brave, that's so gritty, that's real. Oh my God, look, how can they carry that off? So legit. But then, like, every man that's in Greg's, 
at 7am, you know, they're like, what, what the fuck Everyone's looking sharp and great. <laughs> yeah, when they've all got the high vis on because they've been at work for four hours and already and having the bacon butty. Yeah. Tim's on. Yeah, like the exact same outfit, but in a completely different context. And it's okay for one person and not for the other. And funnily enough, it's not the person who needs that for practicality. It's not okay for them because <laughs> they look like, because they're just like scruffs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, I don't understand this. The more fashion goes on, the more that you ha- you you want to look like you don't have any money. I live in Manchester, which apparently is like the most populated student city in Europe. Yeah. So, ninety nine percent of young people there are probably students, or they think everyone's a student and no one's from Manchester. So I see a lot of this, and obviously student fees go up and up. So who can afford to go to university? Not poor people, but then they're all dressing like they don't have any money. Mostly, and then this is me being picky, but I'm like, why are they not just washing their coat? Why is everything they own dirty? <laughs> I just, I was like, but you know what I mean? Because I was brought up to like not look like I had no money, but now these people that have lots of money are displaying themselves in a way that makes it like they don't have any money. And mm. I'm just like, why? I'm like, if it's dirty, I need to wash it. People can't. I mean, I have holes in my shoes. My brother always is like, oh, why'd you do that? But, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? It's like this whole thing where if I. Kids at school got picked on for looking like that, but now it's okay for these people with money to look like they don't have money. Well, I'm waiting for the bit Living where... Living in slums and... Where LA gear starts hitting the high street. Oh, do you remember when they had those shoot <laughs> trainers that had, like, organza laces? I really wanted a pair. <laughs> they were, like, at least at our school, they were the plastic shoes. Yeah, everyone, everyone, no, everyone, like... No, no, there was Pony, which was, <gasps> like, <laughs> fake LA gear. <laughs> And if you had pony on, you just might as well not come to school because you're going to get picked on. bad scenes. But I don't know. I just don't understand that whole concept of like... And then appropriating it in a way. Because it is. It's appropriating a style in a way. Not a style, but it's like dressing in a mocking way, but carrying it off in this weird way. Like the whole kind of H&M's new vibe is dressing like you're from... What's that film called? I can't remember what it's Here's called. It's like from the 90s. And it's about this like gang of like Chola girls. And they're, I can't remember what it's called. But it's like that whole like early 90s kind of Southern California, you know, very working class. Even like people from the projects kind of vibe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And now that's what's in fashion. This kind of sportswear meets, I don't know. I guess it's kind of a bit ratchet. Yeah, and like... Whatever they say. Well, there's this whole thing now again of... Do you know, I'll mention the, the swear word that is Rachel Dolezal, or is that his name? Rachel Dolezal? Oh, Dolezal? I, I just call it Delazio. <laughs> I don't know what she's called. That's just... <laughs> you know what we mean. The swear word. <laughs> so... I don't know how you say it. This whole thing where, you know, she just has the ability to go... Well, I'm I'm black now, and, and that's it. And I that's National cool Geographic and... once, so I'm black. <laughs> So she's just, you know, basically put put this outfit on. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it Got there. Got a perm. She, she, she put an outfit on and she curled her hair and she had a bit of a tan. Yeah. And then, so that's her vibe. She's just put it on and, and she's done that and that's fine. And at any point, she can take that off. Yeah. She can stop going and getting the tans. <laughs> she can She can straighten her hair out. She can That's it. denounce this African name that she chose for herself. Yeah, she can just call herself Rachel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, but, so the whole thing with that as well, obviously, is that, 
you know, you can't, when you're about to get shot by the police or when you're being followed around a shop and, you know, like when people use the phrase of shopping while black or like yeah. walking down the street doing nothing while black, you know, you can't take that outfit off. No, you She can't. can, but it's a similar thing with, with this sort of stuff as well with, with class and there's a big cross-section of it, you know. So again, with, with the comparison with Kylie and also Rihanna, you know, they're probably wearing the exact same brand, but Rihanna's ratchet. Yeah. You know, um, there, there's a lot of inherent stuff that is to do with classism and racism hand in hand to do with this stuff. Like, it is just masquerading when yeah. it suits. And, like, this whole thing at the minute with um, the, like, the girls of Instagram, where there's, like, loads of white women that are, like, masquerading as black women. I saw that. There's someone like, Ariana Grande. I didn't realise, like, how white she actually was. And, like, lots of... And this whole, like, putting, like, freckles on, lips bigger. Yeah, yeah. This kind of tan and, like, doing the hair in a certain way. I mean, I guess the Kardashians have, like, box braids. So, like, presenting themselves in a way that... And then it's, like... And the clothes they're wearing as well. Yeah. Is this sort of, this sort of look as well, right? Yeah, a certain look that... But they can take that off. That if other people wore it, it deny them access to many things and many places yeah. but they but then they can just shrug that off and be like actually i'm white again now and i'm wearing yeah. something quite classy so <laughs> can you let me in <laughs> christ so yeah like and so connected to that as well is gold right so last week i got um a voucher from work a few weeks ago and uh it was for 50 quid right so I'm trying not to brag it, but I did get a voucher and I sound like I'm being <laughs> I a twat. I was going to like, so you went down to Elizabeth, you can get yourself a claddering. <laughs> Sorry. Woo, totally did. No. So uh, it was H. Chandler. But anyway. <laughs> Wait up. <laughs> so I got this 50 quid voucher and I sent on it, there was, um, does Elizabeth Duke exist anymore? I don't. Was that Argos? It was Argos. It was Argos. So Argos still exists, Index doesn't, but I don't. I think it still does. I'd like to hope. Because it was a... Ra- you tell your story. I'm going to let you know if uh, Elizabeth Duke still exists. Yeah, and, and which one it was. I think it, it was Argos, wasn't it? It was index. definitely Argos because it's still... Because you used to get in the little burgundy boxes. It wasn't Index and what theirs was called. But... Yeah, they had a similar thing, didn't they? Yeah. So, anyway, when... With this voucher, I saw that H. Samuel's on there and I know we've got one in Rotherham. Was it the like, I love to shop things where you get a few yeah, shops Yeah, one on of them it, yeah. type things, like Eden Red or something, right? So, I thought, right... Many moons ago, when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, my hands were always full of gold. Like, I always had gold rings on. Like, standard nine carat, you know, Liz Duke. <laughs> um, back then, they were like 35 quid. Price of gold, shut up these days. <laughs> Can't get fuck all for 35 quid now. But, like, even, you know, the big earrings and stuff, I used to have all them. And when you wear those earrings like you can get them from top shop right you can get like the fake versions that turn your ears green yeah um for two or three quid you can get like a pack of 10 rings um that are going to turn your fingers green but they look like signet rings or they look like cladder rings right um and like you know like the fake coin ones and all that kind of stuff like they're a shit ton of money if you buy them real gold and i remember um you know there's no way as a as a working class person when i was a teenager you won't be buying no fake shit like gold was gold like every christmas you'd be like i want them earrings from liz duco i want you know you'd save up and you'd eventually yeah. get the 35 quid to get another ring from like from the amethyst collection <laughs> and my hands were always full of gold and i remember like when i started being a grebo and i was a bit like conflicted because i'm thinking like 
but I'm a, like a bit of a grebo now, so how can I still have all this gold? Like, it felt conflicting, like, it doesn't... Do I have to get rid of my gold? To be old. To be truly old. <laughs> <laughs> I had that phase too. Yeah, it's a thing, right? But I went from gold to silver, and then I got rid of my silver and what? Well, I used to lose all my silver jewellery anyway. Or it got nicked <laughs> at school, so I just, like, wore plastic. Nobody wanted that. Yeah, I totally went into the plastic phase as well. It was like, so yeah, gold, whatever, man, I'm gonna... Gonna wear some plastic jewellery of my hemp jacket. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had all these gold rings and like my granddad, I think like every Christmas and birthday he'd get me another bit of jewellery from Liz Duke. And um, I got, when I was in, when I was at uni, I was in uh, the final year, we got burgled and I had a box full of all my gold. And uh, so I had all the rings that my granddad had got me and my granddad had died like two or three years before that. And I had... Um, like a tea bar chain in there, you know, the oh, classic tea bar. My sister had a tea bar, I used yeah. to love it. <laughs> and then I had like a, so I had, the look at the time was like the long tea bar chain, but then you'd have like a shorter but thicker, like rope gold chain. Yeah. yeah. So I had that. Um, and then, like I say, all these rings, I had a bracelet as well. And a shit ton of earrings, you know, all the varying styles. Because obviously you had your ears pierced like three times or at least, at least three, yeah, maybe least more. Three. But then you might have them at the top as well. And they were all like the good re- the good earrings. Yeah. Like, <laughs> from Index or Argos. And then, um, yeah, so when I got burgled and they all got robbed, like, it was devoing because, like, that was a lot of money, really. If you think about it, yeah. it's a hell of a lot of money. And um, But also it's a sentimental thing, like, and it also, it's, like, extra sentimental because it was almost like a life I'd left behind somehow. Yeah. You know, and I think when you work in class, you go through lots of different phases in life and it almost feels like you're almost selling yourself out or... You like you, you feel I think so compelled to be, like, when people use phrases like, um, you know, you wanna. What what's that horrible phrase that I do, really don't like? Uh, like up something. Oh, so not transcend your yeah, class and all that. Like when you try, you're like, oh, I need to not be this person anymore. Yeah, because th- that person isn't. It's no, like, I don't know, but you like moving on from that. Yeah, and and because you know we can't like. We don't have that thing where we can take off the wig and we can wash off the tan and, like, all that stupid shit. And, you know, we often have faces that make us look poor because that is our actual heritage, you know. We come from generations of people who were from Ireland or, or whatever. And yeah. There's a certain look and there's a... Again, there's all the racial connotations with that as well, right? Um, but I think what you you tend to think is well if i if i want to get a job or if i want to be seen or taken seriously in air quotes i might not have loads of gold on do you know yeah like people might it's like i can see a picture of someone i, I just keep using the same people but yeah college or whatever <laughs> she would have like this gold on and you know it would be real gold because oh, yeah because she's a billionaire she's a self self-made billionaire, billionaire. <laughs> um but you know, you'd have, like, also the girls that might work at Topshop who've got, like, loads of gold on, but it cost 20 quid for all of it because it's all from Topshop. And they can take it off at the end of the day and go home um, to their mums for tea, yeah. you know, take all that crap off your neck or whatever. <laughs> um, but for us, like, when you see the hands... To me, I think it, it's a lot to do with hands. When you see working-class women, especially older women, and they've got those hands that have worked in mills and they've, you know, they tell a story and all their gold rings, sometimes, like multiple rings per finger yeah and they've got that sort of like tarnished bit scratched you know mam rings like there's something really 
I don't know, I'm really drawn to it and I really love that. And I think in recent years I sort of kind of thought, again, because I reassess things in my head all the time, I was like, I really miss having gold. Like, and that, that's, I don't know, I guess if you don't, don't get it, that might sound like I'm a fancy princess. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I need my gold. Yes, I miss my gold. But it is that, that thing, it's so ingrained. Like, even when you're a baby, like so many babies working class babies have their ears pierced and you get little you get little signet rings and stuff oh, don't yeah. you and I used to have a little, little bangle and, yeah. and then everyone always laughs I think my, my mum got my brother's ear pierced when he was like a bit like one which everyone's like that's so disgusting yeah but she just like just really wanted to buy his ears pierced <laughs> why not but yeah yeah but, they do babies yeah. are always dripping in gold and it's gifts as well like stuff that's going to last forever right in yeah. theory if you don't lose it at school or get it nicked get nicked but yeah, so with this voucher anyway, I was like, I'm now at the point where I can actually, because it's it costs a lot of money, is I feel like I want to I want to fill my hands up with gold again. And it's, you know, so I've got this one singular ring, <laughs> which I'm showing you. <laughs> yeah, that's good to see. It's um, nice. It's a nice singular oh, it's ring. It's lovely, isn't it? So I also ordered a cladder as well. <laughs> Did you? Did you? <laughs> yeah. When I was in there, I was like, I'll take that signet ring, uh, good sir, and I'll also order that cladder because I can't resist it. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful. So I'll, I'll be sure to share that on the Insta when I get it through. But um, yeah, H. Samuel, absolutely cleaned up at H. Samuel. You're like, I love that, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I'm one of them. But that's it now. I want to like, that's my new aim. I want to be that older lady that's just Drinking got all in. these gold rings on and got like, it's, I mean, come on, really. I, I literally work in tech. My hands are not... <laughs> They tell a story. <laughs> Look at my fingertips, all that typing I've been doing. They've wore thin. Especially that one with the scrolling. Got RSI in my thumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all that right clicking. Um, speaking of your gold, then, I've, I've just done some research. Um, so, Argos opened its Elizabeth Duke jewellery counter in 1980. Uh, it was named after the director's wife. Oh. That's a fun fact for you. And by 1982, was the United Kingdom's fourth biggest jewellery retailer. What the hell? Um, but then, since then, the band, the brand has been phased out and is just replaced with jewellery and watches. That's the name Just of the jewellery? Jewellery and dare. watches. It's called jewellery and watches, so you can't get a little burgundy box with gold on that says Elizabeth Duke. So you'd get the box, wouldn't you? Then you'd get that little tiny, like, bag with the The box. little pouch. Which is hell, yeah. Oh, mate. Those are the days. Liz Duke, what a lass. I wonder what her hands look like. <laughs> <laughs> I bet she had a lot of gold. <laughs> I bet she... Fur. I bet she had a fur. Yeah, I bet she looked fur. I bet she had lots of hair. I think she well. looks like Marlene from Only Fools and Asses. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> She's like gold idol, isn't yeah. she? Like, Oh. On Pinterest, if you put like working class gold, she'd be on there. Maybe we should start a Pinterest. <laughs> oh my God, we should. <laughs> like aspirational. Oh no, yeah. but then people just might just think we're taking the mick. Well, they can fuck off with you. Like, oh. They just want to be us, that's all it is. We're like, oh look, yeah, yeah, they're, they're transcending class, like whatever. And be like, shut up. But come, it, come see me down, Rotherham Indoor Market. <laughs> I was thinking about like how we're really campaigning, like, oh, people now are trying to dress poor. But, and then I've mentioned loads of times that you got picked on if you didn't have certain brands, which is weird because it's that whole, like, it's not, again, working class people, especially, well, I'm talking about inner city because I live, like, near a city. People wanted to have brands. People still did. Like, I remember people always had fancy stuff, like the Rockport phase, the Burghouse phase. I say, they didn't always buy it brand new. 
And there was the gold face. I don't know if he had this over here, but when everyone wanted the big clown. Did he have the big oh, mobile mate, clowns? Oh, the clowns, yeah, the big old chains with the clowns. Yeah, um, but I think I've always been a bit... I've always been a bit, been a bit alt. Well, I wasn't, but I remember <laughs> one time... I was just too grieving for my own words. Maybe because my sister was like five years older and she was like into Britpop and stuff. So by the time I was like 10 and 11... Plus, I've always been into. I was into fashion. I used to want to be a fashion designer. I used to love watching the clothes show. So I like. I was always into like making my own shit. So I'd always dressed a bit like a bit weird. But I remember, just before you, you know, that age when you don't really have any sense of fashion, like you yeah. don't have a style. Is it like eight to ten? I don't know. Maybe a bit older. But you know, you just wore like jogging bottoms and a t-shirt because mm-hmm. it was the nineties and you went to school. <laughs> and I had these leggings that were from BHS. And they were like a really nice blue with orange on. And everyone used to laugh at me going, look at you and your Tesco two-stripe. Your Tesco two-stripe. And I'm like, I'm not pretending that they're like Adidas. I just really, they're just cheap leggings that my mum got from BHS that I really like. Um, but yeah, then I used to like order the odd weird thing from the catalogue. Or go to Debenhams. I used to have a really good sale. And then I'd embellish things like ribbon and beads. Yes, mate. So I think for me, I kind of missed that whole... I think it was more so for my brother because he was younger and grew up. But me and my sister, we we were never we were always a bit old anyway, so we never really like. Apart from that one time, if I left at my Philly trainers and my Tesco two stripe leggings, I was never. But there is that whole pressure. That's why I'm kind of glad a lot of primary schools have uniform now, because there is that pressure, isn't it? That like you haven't got the best of the best on. But they shame you for that shit anyway, don't they? If like if you get a free school uniform, yeah. They'd be like, oh, yeah, but you that particular type of trouser yeah. like, that isn't on the list of stuff that you can have for your free uniform, right? Yes, it's like, oh, because I used like to always have like, free school uniform. But it's weird that even within like working class communities, there's this like kind of weird people want to, you have to be seen wearing a certain brand and show that you've got money, even though everyone's aware that no one has money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. some pe- people... Even if it is like 33p a week for your rockports, people still, it's a bit like, oh, well, you're just a scruff because you haven't even, you can't even get your rockports on HP. Yeah, yeah. So it's this weird kind of, but then as soon as somebody else puts something on, for example, the Burberry, the unsavoury character the Burberry, it cheapens it. But it's like, why? They're, everyone's just a, a body that's wearing fashion. Yeah. I think my brother's a good example of that because... Is from where I'm from. <laughs> Doesn't have any money. But then I, I remember one time he was on a train. He got upgraded to first class. I think they thought he was like Tinchy Strut. Not Tinchy Strut. Is that other one? Is that other one? <laughs> what was that other one called? I think because the train driver was like, "Oh, you okay there?" So they moved him to first class and gave him a sandwich. But he wears like really expensive shit. Doesn't always keep it. Sometimes gets it for free. Sometimes takes it back. Buys it. This is probably doesn't have any money. But like his look is very. But then I don't know if that's different because he is like a mixed race man. So yeah. it's kind of like you can carry that kind of edgy style off and it doesn't matter what your class is. Because I think it's probably better that your class is working class if you're a person of colour. Like the whole John Bayago where they were like, yeah, yeah, he's from this estate. And like, he's and he's like, they tried to make him sound more rough and ready than he actually was because that made a better story. Than just gross. I don't know, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's clearly like <laughs> inbred or something. <laughs> 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 but do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's okay. It's a certain narrative that it fits, well, especially in terms of fashion, because it, it is obviously high fashion way back. 
was about looking glamorous and stuff whereas now it's about it is quite about looking edgy isn't it yeah well if you look at there's so many different people now that are just wearing like if you see celebrities on the runway whatever like or at the red carpets they're often wearing trainers yeah or like can you imagine even, like in the past people wearing tra- oh, trainers I we didn't wear trainers full yeah, stop like them horrible balenciaga trainers oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. they look like plastic trainers yeah no, i'm just like they look like <laughs> like comfy trainers that you get because you've got like a bunion <laughs> yeah them, them like yeah balenciaga with them ikea bags as well <laughs> <laughs> shit but it is that whole kind of like fashion it has to come from somewhere and it's coming from like the working class and you know it's if you think about it again with the when you're trying to masquerade it only works one way right jess glynn's an example so I remember when Jesslyn first come out, right? I don't mean come out like of the closet, but, like she came out. <laughs> is she the one who's on the m and advert? Yeah, that's it. And the Jet 2 scandal. Everyone who's flown Jet 2 fucking hates Jesslyn. So, Jesslyn is what, like, she still sort of does it now, but a lot of her early videos, she were on a state. And she's got big earrings in, and she's got like crop tops I on. I've never seen any of her videos. If you Google her now, like if you look at the clothes and the styling of Jess Glynn, yeah. she's got big earrings. She's got like really sort of big perm orange hair. Oh yeah, I've seen the hair. Um, and she's she's like marketed as like I don't know where in London. Lily Allen started that. Sorry, I'm just saying yeah. That. It is like that kind of vibe, right? <laughs> so that sort of it to me, it's like stick on earrings. You haven't got your ears pierced. But you want to look like you've got... Do you know what I mean? <laughs> They're slapping at them stick-on earrings. It's like stick-on earrings, right? Or them, like, fake tunnels that were just magnets. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They look like you had stretched in. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so Jess Glynn, her, her, like, vibe, or how she was initially marketed, was like she were a lass from a state, right? But she in. <laughs> like, because I saw the video, and, and I take a bit of fucking umbrage with this shit. Like, I'll see it, and I think... I'm going to go on Wikipedia here. I'm going to find out if you're legit or not. I do that all the time. And she ain't legit. She's like, a parent's like, work in the music industry or something. It might be or it might not. I think she went to like a fame school, right? So, you've got people like Jess Glynn, who at end of day can just... Like, if you hear her speak as well. I, she's like, I she's not legit. So, and that's fair enough. I'm not like trying to go, listen, if you ain't working class, you're not shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not worth anything. But I really fucking hate when people are trying to market someone in that way or that person is, like, happy to lead people to believe they might be legit. Do you know when they're not? I think it's fucking bullshit because you can't get a a lass from a state who's got, like, an Irish face, you know, or, like, um, do you know, someone who... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm saying it, like, because I have that face. I have got... I've got an Irish face and I've also got a Donny face. Like, <laughs> look at look at Louis Tomlinson from One D. Man's from Donny. That <laughs> face. Like, I can like, like Union face. You're like kind of heavy brown. <laughs> you know, like Ian Brown or like it's that that very kind of like yeah. You can't fake that shit. No. That guy, right? Look at what brands Louis wears and and how he is and his ways, right? You can't take that out of him. <laughs> He's a millionaire. But the, yeah, I think that is like the Lily Allen vibe where she came out and she's like trainers and dresses and big yeah. hoops and be like talking like she's some Oliver, even though her dad's Keith Allen and yeah, 
she's probably got loads of money. Watch for note. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is fine. I'm not saying like nobody can wear big hoop earrings or wear trainers with a dress, but it's that whole. You let people believe it. It's the same it. as like when you know people are marketed as like black music or black style, but they're white and they sell it back to you. Yeah, and it's kind of like you adopting something that is not for you, and then. It's, on one hand, people take the mick out of it, but then on the other hand, it's all right for them to do it. Mm. It's like, no, 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 Jessica. <laughs> now you're like, fucking Jessica. Just, I just did, I didn't know any about apart from that song annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere on it, and it's like, oh, and I'm imagining like some like broccoli going across the screen or something <laughs> covered in butter. Like M&S. It was M&S as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like, that, that, that's and they, that was on like, oh, their adverts were like three years old. It's like, you know, Stormzy's not doing an advert for that, M&S. I was just going to say something about Stormzy because <laughs> I think it is that video where he's walking down the street and his mum's in it. Yeah. And then it's like, and you know, he's from, he's from, I don't know where he's, he's from. legit. <laughs> he's legit. And then, you know, and he's dressed, now he dresses or whatever, but he'll put on a sharp suit to go somewhere fancy. He's yeah. not going to turn up like a scruff. His mum probably won't let him. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, offering scholarships and he's doing good that lad. But like that, that's legit. It's not just What's like Jess doing for her estate. Fuck off! She's just having fun. Making money it's like, it. Yeah, it's that whole like. I don't know. Yeah, it is just a weird, a weird thing. I feel like I've given Jess Glenn a lot of shit. I feel like I'm being a bit mean. Yeah. Jess Glenn, listen, mate. Sorry. I, I call Benedict Cumberbatch inbred, which I don't know exactly true, but I did just remember when I said that. Um, I don't hate all posh people, but he did once refer to a person of colour as a coloured person, didn't he? Do you did remember he? that? Do you not remember that scandal? No. So I don't I don't care. He was like, the, these coloured people or something. He's like, mate. Fucking hell, really? You can't say that. It's the modern day. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> don't care at all it's it's just i think the the frustration and and the anger kind of comes from the fact that you those people can masquerade and they can take it off when it suits doesn't work the other way around and that's why poor people stay poor that's why people are constantly judged and feel like they have to stay in their lane or whatever i felt like that like when i said before on one of the other episodes when my business failed and i was like what the fuck did i think i was trying to do there like that's not for me i shouldn't have done that it's like, as a working class person, you're constantly reminded of the fact that you're working class. Like, you can pretend and you can put on a voice and whatever. Still got this face, still talking like this. I could try and change it. But maybe you have, like, one little tiny go on a bit of cherry lambrini and then <laughs> lots gone. <laughs> but you can't hide it because that is you. And it sucks that it's still a thing that people will... They'll have done it back then and they're still doing it now want to masquerade and seem legit but don't further other people yeah as i was thinking about that and it's like the whole like fast fashion thing yeah. whereas there's the, the whole side that we've talked about like people not being legit but then there's that other side where then people try and make you feel guilty for not caring enough about like the world stuff. the environment the ethicals and it's a bit like oh why are you buying all this cheap clothing just don't buy it or don't and i think like that's a privileged position as well to like you know be more ethical with your fashion and like shop more ethically or not shop at all cabs isn't bad yeah. um, <laughs> but come and buy some my pie soap of me so i can get paid um, yes. and get a bonus <laughs> but yeah it's that whole like and then even like brands then selling back like feminism is good t-shirts because that's all the rage again now it's like the night has come back where feminism is like a fashion statement but you know for a fact that these t-shirts are being made by women that get paid 
jack shit. But that's but I'm carrying this statement. And again, that's kind of like that's on another level. That's not just someone taking the mitt with Elizabeth Duke ring. That's like people buying this fashion and being like, oh, I'm promoting this great thing. I'm I'm not saying I'm buy all my clothes ethically. I don't. Mm. Well, again, it's like money, freedom, choice, right? Yeah. It, it all comes down to that stuff. Like you can't you can't begrudge someone for buying the shit from Primark if they only have. Like the fun, yeah, that amount of money, and they want to wear something, and they want to feel good about themselves. It's, it's that thing. It's like my options there are make it myself, which not everyone can do. I yeah. can make clothes, but I don't have the time to, and I yeah. I make like one item of clothes in a year. I'd like to make more clothes, but no, I ain't got that time. And so you then can buy it cheaper. Yeah, buying the ingredients. Yeah, exactly. Buying the ingredients for me out. Exactly, it's that thing. And it, and then it's like so. Yeah, so your options are make it yourself. Um, buy it secondhand or whatever but then it's not always going to be there is it i used to work in a charity shop but i bought like four items in like two years of working there and you don't want to buy stuff what's used right as a working class person and i'm not just saying that as like a a, a blanket statement because there'll be plenty of other working class yeah. people like well i buy from charity shops i'd buy, rather buy it new because it makes me feel, feel like there's more like some sort of like validation about it right you, you brought up with hand-me-downs you brought up with um, Living without the heat and why all. Why not? Older, if you've like more. worked to like work loads, why would you not want to treat yourself? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like why it's should I just not? So yeah, they're your options, or then you know not buy anything. I don't know. It's just a bit like it's that whole live within your means type thing. Yeah. But then it's like I am conscious of what goes on in the world, but I'm not. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think, like <laughs> the the main point as well is like. Just not to judge people like that's yeah, the I think that's problem, what I'm trying to get at. Like, so what? There's, there's nobody who's just doing everything right because, for a start, there's no right or wrong anyway. Yeah. There's loads of grey areas, right? And if you want, like you said earlier, if you're just striving for a chuffy badge all the time, then yeah. that's just on you and whatever. Well, even that's but, the whole that's just wrong in itself. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a chuffy badge because I'm super woke. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, so your intentions are not good. No. So. Damn it. It's like the good place. <laughs> We're just trying to get in Tufty Badge heaven with <laughs> all the woke people oh, living this, this, this like, kind of, what do they call it? Not dystopian, the other one. Utopian. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> not We're the bad all, one. Not where we're heading. We're all in the middle ahead. place. <laughs> Being like, but how did I get here? I was so woke and judged everybody. But... But I thought I was truly better than them because of the freedom of choice that I had. <laughs> you know, it would be nice if we could all buy clothes that were made by somebody that got a paid a fair wage and things like that. I mean, that's what my whole day job's about. But I can't afford that shit. <laughs> but it's like, oh, and I do like buying from brands where that. But again, they're like special pieces that I buy. Yeah. Not just my t-shirt for work. Well yeah. yeah, exactly. Show. And I buy that, oh, it's my fancy thing that I'll keep. I guess it's more throwaway fashion. And then, yeah. Let people, you know, buy their clothes from Georgia Asda. My mum bloody loves Georgia Asda. They do a great range of unicorn th- stuff, I've got oh, to say. She's obsessed. She's went to Sainsbury's the other day. Now she's like, oh, she's got this dress from there. Now two. Is it two at Sainsbury's? That's oh, yeah, her new favourite now. Forget George. It's all about two. <laughs> Rival right here. Yeah. I know. I was like, ooh. Yeah, it is what it is. Every, you can have a nice little medley in your wardrobe with all the different things, but the point is you've chosen it. Yeah. Because you wanted it. It makes you feel good about yourself. Because really, fashion, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you should be feeling good about yourself. It's how you present yourself to make you feel good. Like, 
I don't dye my hair and wear bright colours so I can be seen. I don't want you to comment on my hair. In fact, I'm <laughs> sick of this hair because everyone's like, it's mostly nice. Well, I like your hair. And I think people think, you know, then people are selling you like charity in the street or whatever. And I feel bad for them because they don't get paid if you don't sign up. But I'm just like, I'm literally running an errand for work and like, hey, funky girl with the green hair. And I'm like, fuck's sake, just give me brown hair. But like I do it because it makes me feel good. I like bright colours, so I want to wear bright colours. Not because I'm a wacky bastard, I want everyone to talk to me. Do not talk to me. Everyone talks to me about my green hair. I'm so cookie. I'm like cookie, cookie, just talk to me. No, but it's that whole, yeah, you do it for yourself. And so, yeah. So don't do it because you're taking the mick out of someone else. Yeah. And it makes you edgy and seem legit when you're not. And realise when you're doing stuff like that, you know. Realise that when you're dressed up like a dickhead like I was that day on, on Donny Platform. <laughs> just have a bit of like, have a bit of a minute to check yourself and think, all right, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> you're done a day's work <laughs> You bloody watching wherever you step in case you scuff them bloody shoes. <laughs> oh, you're not certainly not under a train carriage. <laughs> Coming in oil. It's like, ah, oh, me tims, me tims. I've got a bit of water on me tims. Oh, I better spray some crap check on it. <laughs> that cost me forty quid. <laughs> yeah, but you've paid for them tims. You want them to last? I pay for them. I bloody well look after them for hundred years. <laughs> I'll keep box. Don't get scratched on shoe rack. <laughs> <laughs> So I think we've pretty much covered all our uh, areas that we want to talk about there. Did it just sound like us ranting? It did a bit in parts, didn't it? But, you know, I feel very passionate about the issue. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of fashion, we did come dressed as each other today. Yeah. So we'll probably uh, take a little picture of that and show you. Because uh, it's like we just Winners. Knew. I ain't got green hair, but... <laughs> <laughs> you don't bloody want it. Everyone's like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, well, that's it. So, people, seriously, tell us what you want us to talk about. Otherwise, we'll just rant on for an hour about... Chat shit about Jess <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch and Elizabeth Duke. <laughs> yeah, if anybody knows Benedict or Jess, and you might want to just, like, I don't know, go, listen here, you fucking set of bitches. <laughs> Jess is lovely. She might be a lovely. Then feel free. It's not even her, though. It's, it's her people, isn't it? It's the people, yeah. Marketing her that way. She might not know. She might know now. Maybe she's not doing... Them silly bloody... Hanging out on a state. Yeah. <laughs> I just imagine it like running through like a tower block. It's just a live soundtrack or soundtrack to her brain. God, I bet she hates it. Oh, God. But she probably don't because she probably has a shit ton of money every time it plays. It probably just like... It's just a bank balance going Oh, there's another thousand. Good, good. Anyway. Yeah. So let us know what you want us to talk about. Yes, please. And uh, otherwise, we'll see you on Insta stories because that's what we like to do these days. <laughs> if you want to find out more, we're on paulass.com. And also, are we, you know, we're still Paul Scene, aren't we, on all the social stuff at Paul yeah. Scene? Let us know your thoughts. Um, yeah, cool. That's the end of that. See you next time. Bye.